the risk of division, of exploitation, of marginalization, dehumanization, and domination. It's always present, but it's present in us as people, not in the data themselves. What is our role in the planning of the social aspect of the city? Very essential to modernization is that common people have basic services. They won't tell us what is what is right or what is just, and I think we have to engage with philosophy to do that. Welcome back to the Plenty Ideas That Matter podcast. My name is Takeo Kuwabara. And I'm Dave Lashansky. And those of you just listening to this podcast for the first time now, first of all, welcome. And second, we highly recommend starting this show from our first episode. We structured these shows to be running conversations between our guests. Each episode builds upon themes and questions in previous shows. Plenty of Ideas That Matter is a podcast designed to ask questions, both from the perspective of urban planners and a general audience, providing a dialogue about the spaces, roles, responsibilities, and questions that urban planning seeks to answer, especially with regard to the growing field of urban science. And today, as well as for our next couple episodes, We're going to be talking about the philosophical and political questions that urban planners must confront. In our past three episodes, we focused on robotization and the changing economies of urban space. All paths and theories seem to point towards the importance of politics and policy. And ultimately, the philosophical lenses that guide and shape those policies. So today, we're beginning a series of three episodes focused on politics, policy, and philosophy with Bish Daniel, a professor at DUSP. Bish's research spans a wide range of developmental problems, from urban agriculture to affordable housing as income-earning opportunities for new urban residents, to planning theories of good public sector performance in international planning education. Bish's insights really draw on his experience in international contexts. When we spoke about technology and how big data can be used in different urban settings, he made it quite clear how important it is for planners to deal in specific contexts and avoid prescriptive generalities. There are some general lessons you can draw, but how you craft that particular technology for that setting, which will be accepted by people, will immediately bring into the picture specificity of politics. What is applicable in Paris is not going to be applicable in Boston. We've definitely heard this before. You think the way these variables relate in New York is the same as the way they relate in Boston and in Paris and in Mogadishu? I don't think so. Yeah, this idea is something that a lot of our guests have talked about and even agreed upon. But I'm left with a question. Isn't the whole idea of using big data essentially an attempt to shape policy by aggregating data? Isn't that basically the definition of a prescriptive generality? Yes, and no. Generalities gleaned from big data certainly play a role in new technologies. But Bish is really emphasizing that interventions are driven by context, the planner's understanding of that context, and the people within that context, which ultimately informs any intervention, be it through design or policy. The role of the urban planner is, I think, to see to what extent the new technology can be used to really enhance the quality of life of people broadly, right? Now, quality of life means many things. Quality of life means, first of all, having a job, having a decent housing without paying a lot, right? Having good schools, 
every aspect of that is not a technological decision but there is a technical element usually to most of it and i think the job of urban planner is to see to to be smart and savvy about how to use this technology in a very sophisticated way to make better decisions about public resources i think this technology has given a new power to represent things in a more vivid way for common people to say oh i see that power to to represent things can be used in a good way to create real public deliberations can also be used negatively to hide things and that's why understanding the technology is so central so important so that it just doesn't become a myth you know so technology the tools we use to aggregate information and create models based on generalized behaviors and trends aren't driving prescriptive interventions they're really just informing planners but isn't that saying the same thing in just a different manner the difference lies in the way planners use that information one general thing that urban planners do is to inform public for deliberations in a democratic society decisions are made by people and their political leaders the planners role is to inform them that if you do this this may happen if you do this this will happen alternative scenarios and i think that the planner should be able to use the technology to inform people to give them a sense of what are the possibilities without pretending they they know everything they don't they don't and i think as a profession we have become much more sophisticated by acknowledging that we don't know all the answers but we do know a process of deliberations through which intelligent people will inform people who will be able to find the answer this deliberative process sounds a bit like the kind of space that our previous guest wasn't quite so positive about we cannot forget though that planning policies are affected by politics and it doesn't require a lot of argumentation these days to make transparent that politics are not necessarily reflecting the public interest all the times right so planners are susceptible to bias such as wanting to see their visions of the future enacted and it sounds like bish is making the argument that through discourse and informed discussions we can reduce the impact of bias and create more informed thoughtful conversations yeah but then i am not 100% sure that's what large data sets are supposed to do what is important for practicing planners is to understand how when you are working within an organization with limited resources ill defined roles political turmoil how do you operate that kind of wisdom is not data it's institutional understanding of how organizations work how organizations that are weak still manage to address issues how organizations become stronger with time those are institutional understandings institutional insights are not captured by large data so the question is can we turn institutional knowledge experience and wisdom into a planning tool because without those very human traits we are missing some of the key opportunities presented by big data
We've been discussing the impacts of this technology in the context of a generalized understanding of urban planning. But let's hone in on Bish's expertise in studying and working on planning efforts in a developing country context. So developing countries, there is a now a tendency in a way with this new conversation on technology not to address directly these issues and, and start building data and infrastructure, etc. When some very basic fundamental things like water, delivery of potable water, health facilities, housing, they have not been addressed. And I think there's a danger that this technology and smart city, etc., it may divert resources because cities think that, that to be modernized is to be part of this, you know? Wow. I know I often get so caught up in the excitement of the possibilities created by and the potential future impacts of urban science that I'm definitely guilty of losing sight of current conditions as well as immediate and urgent needs. Right. And rounding back to Albert's comment, this is exactly the type of bias we need to be vigilant and monitoring and being self-aware of. But let's go back to Bish. Very essential to modernization is that common people have basic services. And we know what they are, right? And I think that that's my worry, that I hope that, that this kind of euphoria about this technology and smart cities doesn't take us away from doing those very basic things, which we have begun to know how to do it. It's a matter of resources. It's a matter of staying on it, you know, being patient, just doing this. It's not sexy in terms of conversation about smart cities, but I think it's more essential. Generally, we make an assumption that having more information is good, but collecting information is expensive in a resource-constrained environment. Whether you should be collecting more data or you should be using the same money to provide more water for the very poor who don't have water is a valid question. If I had to ask me, I'll, I'll choose the delivery of water. But ultimately, you're back to politics. Yes, that data is useful, but if you have to act in that place, the people who control that land, the people who manage that place, they have to be dealt with. So how do planners learn to honor the various needs of people in so many different contexts? How do they learn to enhance deliberations and public conversations so that they turn out in the best way? Or said in another way, how can planners frame their professional careers so they can best serve people in urban spaces? And does the introduction of more information through more detailed data help or hinder this process? I think urban planners need to be generalist with a specialty. You have to be a generalist in the sense of you got to know how things are more or less connected in the city. If prices of things go up here, what happens to the other area? Broadly, how the whole thing functions, right? So you need a generalist to understand that. At the same time, when you really excel, it's not when you are a generalist, but when you have a deep specialized knowledge about something, right? Through the specific, you begin to change your generalized approach. The more deeper you get into the specific, the more tentative your general theories become. What I'm saying is that the precision is only cultivated in the specificity. But you do that and then you go from there, you go somewhere else, you are taking with you a mindset. And I think that's where we are now, th theoretically, in terms of public policy, that more and more you know the specific problem 
the more you realize the complexity of the issues. And general principles are too vague. So generalists with a specialty. Sounds like a good way forward. People who understand how to engage with a complex public and have a discrete expertise so they can better advise policymakers and offer really well-informed information to the public. This sounds great in a vacuum, but what happens when we introduce more complexity via political contestation and institutional problems? We were looking at a city in, in South, South India, Bangalore, and the idea was to find out about water taps that are not working and that could be repaired. And the argument was that if you have the data, which water taps are not functioning and right in front of you and in a map, you know, blipping, go repair this and that, that that will be easier to do with that. When I asked the contractors, engineers there, most of them knew which ones are not working. But what they didn't know is how they're going to pay for this repair, you know, what will be the sequencing of the repairs, what will be the political implications of taking one area over another area, right, because they're political battles. And those kind of issues, institutional, organizational issues, they lend themselves less to technological manipulation. They need direct intervention by people. So Bish is encouraging planners to consider this new planning philosophy. Look at your personal life. What can you generalize? We don't even understand specifically ourselves, right? It takes a lifetime to know who you are. So what general principles can you give it to your kid? Work hard. It's nothing. But if you tell him under these conditions, I had this job, this was the nature of the task. I had to work so many hours. It has a different anchor. The conversation is not go and work hard. It's to give him the specificity of the context within which that particular insight has been developed, right? And those are really useful insights. We'd like to thank the Department of Urban Studies and Planning, as well as Professor Bish Samuel for coming in and speaking with us. And we'd like to thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode on planning politics and philosophy with another dust professor, Caesar McDowell.